Hello, everyone, and welcome to Anchored Souls, a podcast for moms weathering the storms of life. I'm your host, Jacqueline Hyder. You're listening to episode number nine, Escaping the Seduction of Expectation with guest Tony Hebel. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Anchored Souls, a podcast for moms weathering the storms of life. And I'm so excited to introduce to you today um, a woman that I just met a few months ago at a conference, a Forgiving Forward conference. Her name is Tony Hebel. And um, I'm going to let her tell you about herself, but I want to welcome you, Tony. Thanks so much for being here with us today. Well, thanks for having me, Jacqueline. I'm, I'm really privileged and honored to um, have this opportunity to share with your listeners that some of the things that God has taught me over the years that have been um, life-changing and freedom-giving. Well, um, tell us about your family a little bit and about your ministry. Sure. My husband and I met in Bible college. We went on to Dallas Theological Seminary, and from there we pastored churches in a few different states. And during our um, time of pastoring churches for the last uh, 25, 30 years, we were wounded a lot. We had a lot of things happen to us that focused on the family when in a conversation with their pastoral hotline said that we're the worst case they've ever heard, which was not very encouraging at the moment. But because of that, um, my or it be, God used that to launch a ministry we entitled Forgiving Forward, which is basically teaching people how to forgive and how to help other people forgive, because everyone who needs to forgive usually needs someone to help them do it. Mm-hmm. And so, it, unbeknownst to us, we never dreamed we would do that. Not in a million years did we plan on writing a book and having other materials, et cetera, and traveling the world full-time to teach this this message on forgiveness. We have three children, all adult, all married. Um, our oldest, Aaron, is a worship leader in Atlanta um, and married to Katie. Our, our second one is Andrew and Terrence. He's a pastor in Nebraska and has two children with one um, due in a couple weeks, our third oh, one. fun. Yeah. <laughs> and then our youngest daughter, uh, Amy, is married to Brody, and they are also in ministry. They uh, minister to people in jail. They um, teach the arts in jail, many different topics like um, music and creative writing and uh, theater and that kind of thing in the jails and um, have seen God do amazing things bringing people to Christ through the arts. Um, Wow, that is wonderful. That is great. So that's our family in a nutshell. Well, I um, just can't say enough about Forgiving Forward. Like I said, I met you a few months ago at a Forgiving Forward conference that my friend Beth had invited me to, and it was revolutionary for me personally. So, um, I, I want to say thank you for that because it really did um, help me as I was processing through some pieces of forgiveness that, frankly, I thought I had taken care of, but I obviously <laughs> had not. So, um, But tell them your website is forgivingforward.com. Is that correct? Correct, forgivingforward.com. You can go there, and um, all the resources are there for if you're struggling with um, pain of any kind. Basically, we our message is that the cross is enough, that Christ is enough, and mm-hmm. it, we're not just speaking spiritual babble there, but there is practical things that of applying the cross to our lives that can set us our hearts free and this is comes out of our own lives our own story uh, and we're just wanting to as many people as possible to 
receive this message so that they too can be free and help others as well. Absolutely. Well, so Tony ended up coming to our Anchored Conference and she was um, one of our keynote speakers and spoke on forgiveness, but she was also one of our breakout session leaders. And in that breakout session, she talked about um, expectations unmet expectations, if I can be more specific. Yes. And so that's what she's going to do with us today. She's just going to sort of give us a uh, the, the, the 411, the information that she disseminated there in that breakout session. She's just going to, we're just going to kind of have a conversation about that and what expectations um, uh, look like, what they should look like, what they need to look like, but oftentimes what they end up looking like. So um, go ahead and get us started on this, Tony. Sure. Um yeah, expectations, we all have them. Um, we, all, we all expect life to happen a certain way, and especially when we're the ones managing it. You know, we open, turn on the faucet, we expect water to come out, we press on the gas pedal, we expect the car to go. And, and that's just a normal, everything, natural thing we do every day. Because, um, I mean, expectations, basically the definition is regarding something as likely to happen. Mm-hmm. But many times... Things don't go how we plan. Um, you know, our marriages crumble. Our children become prodigals. We are um, we we birth a child that is um, has special needs, and we sure didn't expect that to happen in our mm-hmm. lives. And so, the choice that comes our way comes my way when an expectation doesn't go as I planned is to um, to get angry at what happened. Um, this shouldn't have happened. This is not okay. Or to lean into it and ask God, you know, what is it? What are you? What are you saying in this? What are you? What are you cre- doing in me in this? It's also just a revelation to me that when I expect people, and specifically people, to do things for me to make myself feel better, to to meet, to meet my needs, mm-hmm. and I put that on a person, then and and it doesn't go my way, then it's a revelation to me that. I have left God out of the equation. Instead of giving him my needs, I've put it on someone to meet my needs, and it and it usually doesn't go how I thought or how it sh- I felt it should, and my need is not met. And so it's just a revelation to me that I'm my focus is in the wrong place. Um, so years ago, God revealed this to me, that I was living a life of this. This was just mm. like, like constant, mm-hmm. you know, M.O. I was just, without even aware, I was aware of it that... Um, that I would expect, so like some examples, I would expect if my husband loves me, then he will do X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. Or if my children were grateful, then they would, if they really cared for all I've done for them, they would respond this way, and they would, they would be obedient that way. And and I I even put expectations on, expectations on myself mm-hmm. that you know I I must not be good enough because. You know, I wasn't invited to this this event, or I was left out of that, or or just putting them on myself. You know, just that feeling of I I'm not I'm not adequate. I didn't follow through. I didn't do whatever, and I just it it just burdens me um, when I put those expectations on myself. And so, letting someone down or letting myself down. Um, there's just all kinds of ways that we put expectations on ourselves and on others. And really, the root comes down to I have found is that I, I try to meet my needs um, by managing it myself. Mm-hmm. And I learned this, first of all, from Scripture. Um, I mean, we see it right in the beginning with Adam and Eve. So as we know the story, Eve 
was convinced by the enemy. She believed the enemy that, that she wasn't complete, that something was missing. And so she took matters into her own hands and began to manage her own life, and she listened to the enemy. Mm-hmm. And she listened to his voice, and she followed through with what she thought was the best way to manage things. And, of course, um, her peace was gone. Her sense of security and acceptance were gone. And she she convinced Adam to join her, and he also then listened to the voice of his wife over God and sin entered sin entered him at that point and and it's like at this point I believe Eve began to put all her hope in Adam the person in her life to be her source rather than God being her source and now we've got two people that are without peace and security and acceptance and provision and mm-hmm. so then just everything spiraled down from there but it's not just Adam and Eve I, if you look through scripture you can see over and over again how different women in the Bible specifically women create their own agendas to make their own life work apart from God. And so you see Sarah, for instance, who wanted a child. So, But this was God's choice for her, but she managed her own life, and now we have the whole issue with um, what's going on in Israel and the Middle East, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. all because she managed her own life and tried to make it work and believed God was holding out on her. Um, and then you've got Rachel, same thing, wanted a child, and she followed through with her agenda. And there was a bitterness and a competition that came into her. Uh, Mary and Martha, you have Martha, who wanted to look good, be respectful um, of her presentation and her preparations for the meal she was creating in Luke chapter 10 for um, Jesus and the disciples. And and she also, in fact, she says, you know, Jesus, can't you see what she's doing? She's not helping me. And she had an <laughs> right. expectation mm-hmm. on and it made her angry that Mary was not doing what she thought she should be doing. If she really cared, Jesus, she would be in here in the kitchen helping me. Right. And Jesus actually came against that and said, no, this is really what she should be doing. This is, she's focusing, she's leaning into me here. So kind of, that's just kind of a, just a revelation to me that, that I was personally putting my hope in people to make me okay. Well, and really in doing that, we create these little idols all around us because you were making those those people in your life your idol. You're making yourself an idol, and God is the one that's supposed to be on the throne, you know. So in a way, it's it all comes back to sort of like idolatry. It is. Yeah. It's completely idolatry, yeah. Um, in fact, Psalm 118.8 says, It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. And I was putting all my hope and trust in man, and it wasn't going my way. Um, let down over and over again, and... And what I discovered um, in a, a very painful way um, was this cycle that I was in was actually just a, a progressive cycle. So if you'd like, I could share like this this five-step cycle of where this led me. Absolutely. Um, Please do, yes. Okay. Um, what I discovered was I had, and we have, all of us have emotional needs. We were created with them intentionally. So they're not bad to have needs. It's not, you know, people say you're needy. Well, yeah, I'm needy because <laughs> I'm a weak <laughs> person because I, without Christ, I'm nothing. And so um, so some of the needs we have are things like, obviously, love. We need love. We need acceptance. We need significance. We need honor and security and respect. And the scriptures speak of all of these things. You can find over and over again where, you know, it says the Bible says to love one another, to you're accepted in the beloved, you're significant in me, honor the brethren. It's just over and over again. So if we're 
commanded to do those things, and that's obviously um, something that God gave us. And the problem comes in, though, is how we get those needs met. And that's where I started going down, um, the spiral started moving down. Mm-hmm. So the the next thing that, that, hap- that happened without me realizing it was I came up with an agenda of how I was going to get my needs met. Mm-hmm. And this agenda was not something frontal lobe. It was just back there, but it was clearly seen in the next level down, which is my expectation, which is where I put my hope. Um, I had I put an expectation on a who, a person, to meet my agenda, the what, of getting my needs met, or the how of getting my needs wet, met, which is the what. So I had an expectation on a person to meet an agenda of mine to get my needs met. Now, you can see this, for instance, in Sarah's life. She had an expectation on Abram to give her, to meet her agenda of having a child, which it was then was also to satisfy her need of being totally disrespected and unaccepted in her, the culture she lived in. And so every time I put my hope or my expectation in a person with an intention, like it's a specific thing I'm expecting them to do, then... God comes against that because, like you said, that person has become my my idol, mm-hmm. my God, my need filler, and God's not okay with that. So I am there's uh, the unmet expectation takes place because they will never do it like I thought they should, um, and then that leads me down to um, disappointment, a very mm-hmm. strong emotion, which goes straight down into a, either anger or depression or a combination of the both. Um, it's a spiral all the way down. Actually, suicide is at the bottom of that. Mm-hmm. So when I become angry, um, which is usually my first reaction, then it can lead into just being very sad. But when I become angry um, or disappointed even, I've learned to ask myself the question, okay, stop right now. Who did you put an expectation in to meet some sort of agenda you had for a need you had? You've got a need, and you've been trying to manage your life yourself so you know, who is it? What is it? And it's it's just a way that I, it's a way I, it's like a red flashing light. Okay, you're, you're not, you're hoping your, your eyes are not in the right place. Yeah. And so uh, it's like a, a, to stop right there and see, okay, who is, who are you trying to make your source? How are you trying to manage your life yourself? And, um, and, and just stop it right there. And then, then there's a process I go through. With if it actually, be, I don't have to do this so much anymore because I'm kind of. This has been years of, of living this way. But, <laughs> sure. but but there was a point in time, and actually many points in time, when I had to actually go through a period of repentance. That I, Lord, I am so sorry that I have put this person on the throne or myself on the throne to meet my needs, to mm-hmm. be my God, mm-hmm. and rather than putting you, keeping you on the throne, which you know. Um, so, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord, Jeremiah says. And so I repented for, of that. Um, and then I, I, I really needed to forgive, too, because even though I didn't mean to put my hope in a person, um, I did, and they let me down. And so there was sometimes there are wounds involved wound, in that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes, so, absolutely. You know, like, for, I'm just trying to come up with some illustration off the top of my head. Um Let's say it's it's your anniversary and you are expecting your husband to do something to show you how much he loves you in your love language, mm-hmm. which, you know, they don't always understand our love languages. And so, but you do that and you meaning anybody and they come home from work and they don't even remember it's your anniversary and it's all forgotten. Well, 
yeah, I I had hoped that they would have done that, and my expectation was that. So I feel unloved. I feel unworthy. I don't feel accepted. Whatever. Um, so at that moment, I have to. I need to forgive my husband for forgetting, for and not and try not to put the judgment on there that he didn't care or whatever. But that's where expectations can kind of get messy because yeah, it is your anniversary and you do expect something to happen. But if your hope is in that for life and that this is where you won't be okay, you'll be undone if they forget, mm-hmm. then your hope is in the wrong place. So it, it's, it's, um, and the truth of the matter free. is for that particular scenario, the truth of the matter is, you know, it's not that necessarily that your husband doesn't love you or respect you or honor you. Um, the truth, we have to think about what truth is there. You know, the truth is exactly. he may have just had a busy day or he may be going through something himself or he just may have forgotten because sometimes we just forget. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're human. And so, yeah, um, we kind of have to re- remember that, which is, I guess is what, what when you said when you get to that state of disappointment or whatever, when you realize you've when you were trying to learn how to process through this, you said you would have to stop yourself and Mm -hmm. recognize that you had this need that wasn't met. Um, That's just practice, right? We just have to remember to to put that at the forefront of our mind and and practice doing that. Right. And that, and that's, that reminds me of, um, there's a, a phrase I use, actually a question I use with God a lot. And the question is, God, Lord, what is the truth here? Because mm. sometimes my emotions can't figure out the truth. So I will actually literally say out loud, Lord, what is the truth here? And then I pause and I wait and I listen. And then a thought will come to me. Well, your husband had a really hard day at work. He was dealing with this, 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 this. And maybe he's, you know, or or you know, you're, you're already planning on going out to eat this weekend, so he just thought that, that your anniversary would be handled this weekend. He didn't really need to do something specifically on this day. Um, give him grace. Give him, the, mm-hmm. give him grace to, be, um, to forget. Give him grace to be wrong, to, to whatever. Just to not, you know, you just, it's like things will, my, uh, the Lord will flood my mind with truths, with facts, with mm-hmm. obje- not with subjective, oh, well, he, you know, and try to turn it, like you said, like turn it to make it feel like something's wrong with you or your relationship or whatever. So I use that phrase a lot or question a lot with the Lord. What is the truth here? Um, Because my emotions can really screw up what the truth is. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I, I then began to process, okay, if this is, um, if this way of living is just keeping me in a constant spiral of being disappointed and living in an angry state, then how do I live how do I live expecting the Lord? What does that look like? And because we don't want to put God in a box either and say, God, if you love me, then you would not let this happen, or you would keep this from happening, or you would do these things for me. Um, so how does that how does that work out in my life? And so in studying the scriptures, God just opened up my mind to this way of living that is, to me, is obvious in scripture now, but it wasn't right when I, when I began. And, and that was to begin my day, or not even just begin my day, but any time in the day when I'm feeling a need mm-hmm. of any kind, when there's an emptiness, when there's a yearning, when there's something in my soul that is feeling unloved, unaccepted, unwanted, um, you know, disrespected, whatever, I, I, what I do is I, I talk to the Lord about it. Instead of putting my hope in a person, I just say, God, this is this is my need right now. I don't feel loved today. I don't I feel abandoned today. I feel whatever it is. I I let the Lord know it. And I I read this verse in um, Psalms 5, I think it's verse 3, and it says, 
Um, O oh Lord, in the morning I lay my requests before you, and I wait expectantly. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I do. I lay my requests before the Lord, and I wait expectantly. It's um, And then the second thing I do is I yield to him. So I don't know God's agenda. Instead of my agenda, I, I yield to God's agenda. And I do that with, like, sometimes when it's really hard, I do that in a literal stance. I mean, I open my hands. Mm-hmm. There's so much power in opening our hands. It opens our hearts. So I open my hands to him. I say, Lord, I'm yielding to your agenda right now. Even if it's painful, even if it's not what I want, it's my life is not mine. You paid for me. You own me. And I give myself to you. I'm a white sheet of paper. Do with me as you will. But I yield to your agenda in my life right now, even in this situation um, Psalm 62.5 says, My soul wait only upon God and silently submit to him, for my hope and my expectation are from him. Mm-hmm. I love and that then I visual. Wait. I love that visual of opening your hands. That's so yes. helpful. That's yes. so helpful. It is. It is. And even when, when I'm worshiping, I consciously think of that. Um, to open my hand, open my heart, give my life, yield. And then I just wait and I watch. So this is a very practical thing for me. I literally wait and expect God to move on in some way to um, fulfill the need I have, uh, whatever that is. And I could keep you on the phone um, till next year with all the stories <laughs> I've got of how God has done this. And it's very, very practical because I've asked him, and then I, I, I expect him to answer, but I just don't expect how he's going to answer. Mm. Just, I just, in his way... In his time, um, I expect him to answer. So I recently just broke my foot, and so I've had I've had company for three solid weeks, and it's been very difficult to serve them with a broken foot and to handle all that I've had to handle. So it's um, yesterday I was just feeling a little bit down in the morning. I was with the Lord. I said, "All right, Lord, I don't. I really feel discouraged today. That was my emotion, discouraged." Um, this is just not fun. I travel for a living. I'm getting ready to start traveling full-time for the next three months um, on planes and uh, broken foot. It's not going to be easy. And so I'm just discouraged and everything's hard. And I don't know how you're going to handle that one, how you're going to encourage me today, but I'm going to wait and watch and expect you to encourage me in some way today um, that I know it's you. And that's where it's all at. It doesn't matter what it is. It's just when I know it's him, mm-hmm. then it fills me. Without I can't explain, but I just get filled. But the God of the universe saw me and, and did something on my behalf to show me he cares, mm-hmm. and it just fills me. And so I was um, in my chair, I call it, uh, having my time with the Lord a little bit before the company came down for breakfast, and I turned on my phone, and a friend of mine, a new friend of mine, um, she contacted me, and, she, and I'd forgotten that her husband owns a pharmacy company, and um, she's or a pharmacy yeah, company. And so she she texted me and she said, hey, I'm just checking on you today. I heard you broke your foot. Um, what equipment do you need? We will be glad to bring it over today immediately. Wow. And I'm like, what? Because I've been living without some equipment. It's been like trying to get in the shower on a metal chair that's sliding around the soap and you know, all these things. Because oh. <laughs> I can't put any weight on my foot at all. It's, it's displaced, so I can't. So anyhow, after I asked the Lord to encourage me, I get this text. And this woman's um, husband brought over the equipment I needed. Um, later on that day, and just stood and stayed there and loved on us and shared with us how much forgiving for it had helped his marriage, et cetera, et cetera. And so that that's an example of something very practical, and yes. that's how I live life. Mm. Yeah. So all that, that what that does is instead of 
causing disappointment and anger and depression in me. It just brings encouragement and joy and satisfaction and, um, you know, peace and joy are not free. It does cost us. We pay for our peace with our trust. Mm-hmm. And so we have to trust. And, and the way we trust is we we expect God to answer in his way, in his time, but we expect him. And we can trust him because he's good and he loves us and his ways are perfect. Is he's, he's all wise. And so that's how we live life is just living free of putting our hope in a man because they will never meet our expectations. In anyone, that's absolutely right. Absolutely right. Um, our hope should always be in Christ, our Savior, not in a person. Um, mm-hmm. I've had to learn that one the hard way myself <laughs> um, throughout life. But I have, um, when you all took us through that expectation chart that you did at the Forgiving Forward workshop, I just, I thought she is, they've put into words and on paper and in a visual chart what I've, I've thought, but you know, it's just wonderful because it's, it's step by step. And I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm like, give me the steps to follow, and I'll follow it. But then, obviously, your heart follows that. And um, like you said, just learning to stop in the middle of that time of disappointment or unmet expectation and say, I love that. What is truth here? Um, Yeah. What is um, the truth here, Lord? But just remembering to do that. So, um we, we, that's that's something that we can take away from this is really remembering to um, to practice um, asking ourselves that very question and then processing through these things that um, that you've mentioned to us today. Well, is there anything else that you would want to tell us about our expectations before we sign off? Hmm. I just know there's a scripture. I don't remember exactly where it is in the Old Testament that says, "Cursed is it." Cursed are we if we put our trust in man, and blessed are we if we put our trust in God. And so that's where that's just where it comes down to. Even if we don't understand God and don't maybe agree with his what his choices are, um, when we trust him, no matter what, then we can bank on the fact that he will he will fill us, he will deliver us, he will be what we need him to be, and he knows what he needs us to be. Um, I, I just love the, just one last, last little tidbit for anybody that likes um, these kind of things. I just love the word expectation comes from the Hebrew word tikva. And if you've ever heard that word, it means cord. It's, it's, it's actually the, the word for cord in the story of Rahab in Joshua chapter 2. And so when in that chapter it says, when you put this cord, this expectation in the window, you can expect the God of our fathers to be trustworthy and deliver you. So think of a red cord when you are expecting God. You're putting out your red cord, and just like Rahab did, and you can expect the God of our fathers to be trustworthy and deliver you from whatever it is he wants is for freedom that Christ set us free, and that's what he wants for us. And so we're the ones that mess up our freedom, not God. Mm-hmm. And so we just need to um, hang on to that cord and trust him to be what we need at, at any moment of any day. He, and just keep our eyes open. Be aware. Intense, in, intentionally look to see through a phone call, email, nature, um, in your heart, through the Word, any way that He meets the need that you're looking for when you lay it out before Him, because He will. Absolutely. He is truly our source. And mm-hmm. um, um, So this has been a great conversation. Thank you so much, Tony, for being willing to do this. And um, 
I want to encourage our listeners to go to forgivingforward.com and just um, look at that website and all those resources. And um, when I post this on my blog, I'll also post the link to um, Forgiving Forward so that our listeners have that. So thank you again, Tony, for being here. Thank you, Jacqueline. Absolutely. Blessings. Uh, Blessings to you. And to our listeners, thank you so much for listening. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.